They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. I'm one of your hosts, Brent Trujillo. I'm joined by my co-host, Gavin Eddings. And Brent, what's your pleasure? Uh, well, the, I don't really want, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. That's not part of me. Pain. What's your, Pain what's your pleasure? <laughs> uh, that's, that's an odd question. That sounds like a butler at a high-end hotel asked that. Is, what's your pleasure? What can we hook you up with? When you're at the plaza in New York, like, what's your pleasure, sir? Rob Schneider, the bellhop from Home Alone 2. <laughs> I already got a tip, buddy. Oh, okay, <laughs> then. Puts cash your, away. Of course, we're talking about the, the horror masterpiece, uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York is what we're uh, talking about. Home Alone 2 is my favorite horror movie because it's got my president, <laughs> it's Donald J. <laughs> Trump, giving that boy directions. Right over there to the far right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're talking about Hellraiser, Clyde Barker's Hellraiser. What year did this even come out, Gavin? I don't 1987. Remember. It was a good year because I was also born in 1987. And then two years later, your boy would be born. Your boy. Do want to give a shout out to uh, our good friend of the show, Brittany, who kind of requested this. She's always kind of bothering me about when you go do Hellraiser, when you go do Hellraiser. Uh, Brittany has a very special place in this podcast because she designed our logo. Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, she does great work. And for you, Brittany, even though we gave you money for the logo, we'll also mm. cover a movie that you requested three seasons deep. So you're very welcome. But then also you made me watch this movie again, Brittany, and you're out. You're out. <laughs> I, I don't know who you were in, but you're out. And we'll get into that. <laughs> how do you so how do you uh, based on that? It sounds like um, this was more pain than pleasure for you. Definitely. It was all right. But like this is my second time watching it. First time I watched it with producer wife early on in our relationship. And it's just been a, we rewatch it every Christmas. No, uh, <laughs> you guys were trying to explore some kinks in the bedroom. That's right. And she's like, all right, I need you to get a hammer and some nails and I'm get, like, we're going to see what happens. Get the meat hook. <laughs> um, I, we, we both saw it. We had at the first time we watched it, we had never seen it before. And, all I know or knew from this movie was there was a video store that I would pass once a week and back in the day and the one of the posters in the window. I'd ne I never went into this video store. I only saw it from the outside and one of the posters in the window was Pinhead. Just scary looking, but then over time faded by the sun. <laughs> but it, it made me I knew that was Hellraiser. And this is very much like when I would call Ghostface Scream, like to me, <laughs> Ghostface was named Scream uh, in my head forever. Pinhead, his name was just Hellraiser. Oh, you know, Hellraiser over there, you know, which is very it's very I don't know if that's a white trash thing, but it's like my grandma never watched Family Matters. She only watched Urkel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So for me, uh, this, you know, Pinhead is Hellraiser and vice versa. But that's my my first foray into that was seeing this on on the 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 window of that video store. And then I would see it in just the regular video stores I would go to. And it never looked like anything I wanted to watch. And then we did watch it. And I 
realize it was nothing I wanted to watch. But but here we are, a, Gavin. It is a very misleading movie. My first foray into Hellraiser was I wanted to watch a horror movie when I was like nine or ten. And USA used to show horror movies on like Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. All, all the good parts cut out. But mm-hmm. one Saturday, me and my dad watched the first Hellraiser together. Because we knew about Pinhead. I had gone to like some haunted houses at that point and been like, oh, who's the guy got with the pin? He's like, well, that's Pinhead. Mm-hmm. So we watched Hellraiser together and I remember liking it. Um, it's kind of hard to see our how it's kind of hard to recall how I felt about it because this is easily, easily the gayest and horniest movie that we have covered on this podcast. This Hellraiser is people say it's like, oh, I Pinhead is an icon, undoubtedly. This is the horniest British soap opera that also features deaths I have watched in a long time. Do what have we have we covered other horror like horny horror movies or what would you say is another horny horror movie, Gavin? Um, I would say Hostel is a very horny horror movie. Okay. I've seen it, but I never thought about it that way. That movie, I went with some friends who I didn't know that well. We, we went to see Hostel. Um, it just has a lot of nudity. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that uh, From Dusk Till Dawn is also a very horny horror movie. I could see that with uh, Selma Hayek. With the titty twister. Ooh. <laughs> Don't you've get got me a, started. You've got a man who has a, has a dick gun. Yeah, in that. So that's gun. a very horny horror movie. But Hellraiser is very it's not that your typical kind of slasher, because most people think it's just Pinhead going around killing people like like Jason or Michael Myers. But Pinhead also wants to tickle your butthole before he kills you. Yeah, well, because I I I'm going to read the plot of this because I watched it and I still didn't know what was going on in this movie. And that could be, <laughs> I already kind of didn't want to watch it or like it. Uh, but then I, you know, of course I watched it, uh, but it says here, the plot involves a mystical puzzle box that summons the Cenobites, a group of extra dimensional sadomasochistic beings who cannot differentiate between pain and pleasure. The leader of the Cenobites is portrayed by Doug Bradley and identified in the sequels as Pinhead. So I cuz this there's a lot going on in this movie. Do you would you agree on that, Gavin? Yeah, because you basically have the story of Pinhead and what he's doing with with, with his Cenobites. He's got Butterball, he's got Chatter, he has the female Cenobite, mm-hmm. which, which I think it's just called female Cenobite. I did look that up. It's just the the one it's like uh what's the Smurf? Oh, Smurfette. Smurfette where it's like <laughs> Uh, Carpenter Smurf and whatever. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, Smurfette, by the way, the, the the broad. So you got these four very, very sexual leather daddies just going around. You open the puzzle box, they show up and they're like, hey, what are you into? Uh, hope it's chains. Cause that's all, they, <laughs> that's all they do. I, I don't know how they can try to be like, we will teach you pleasure and pain. All it ever seems like they're doing is just uh, uh, fish hooking people with chains. Like that's all they ever, that they have one move that they do and that's it. Let's give them the hook. But why, <laughs> why do you need a second move when the first one works so well? Gavin? <laughs> ah, give them the hook. huh? Ah. And my first thought after watching this the first time is 
for all I knew about the movie really was Pinhead, and there's not a lot of Pinhead in this movie either. No, it's like I said, it is a very British soap opera about it's a love triangle. You've got Julia, uh, you've got Larry. They are married, but before mm-hmm. they got married, uh, Julia and Frank, the bad boy brother, and Frank mm-hmm. is the skeeziest man who has ever like he makes the when you're coming back to the sack guy from Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> makes him look like a class act. I described yeah. I, I described Frank as what the T-Birds from Greece grew up to be when they left high school. Come here, doll, and help me murder your your my brother, your husband. Like he's just like the stereotypical like skeezy guy. Just he he sleeps with his brother's fiance, and they have, and, and we'll get to it, but. I think Hellraiser has some of the least erotic and worst sex scenes of any movie I've ever watched. I know it's supposed to be very sexy, but it is very awkward. Clive Barker, who wrote the Hellbound Heart that this is based on, is a gay man. And I don't know if anybody ever showed him what straight sex was, because what's in Hellraiser, it ain't it. It is not what we do. I didn't know Clive Barker was gay. I didn't know that. You, did you not really know that? No, I didn't know that. Now I like the movie even less. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't did, know that he was gay. And what he, what he also he did Candyman, right? Yeah, he he did Candyman based on another short story he did. Um, yeah, Clyde Barker is gay, and after you know that, I think it's all gonna come together for you. Be yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, this is all kind of adding up now. I it think. doesn't surprise me, but also I just didn't know that about yeah. Clyde Barker. And yeah, he's like a, like a guy that you hear, like they'll say Clyde Barker's blank. Like he's known in the genre. Of course, uh, he didn't he didn't direct Candyman, but he m- created the character, as far as I know, right? Or something yeah, like he, that. Like he's known in the horror genre. Yeah, he does mostly horror fiction. He has like Clive Barker's Books of Blood. He went and did like like some video games. He had a collaboration with uh, McFarlane Toys. Mm-hmm. He's one of those names that has like Clive Barker presents. Like his name carries weight based on the success that he had with like Hellraiser and Candyman. Yeah. But he is Night, a very uh, breed. Yeah, he did Nightbreed as well, which is kind of a, a mixed bag of a movie. He's got some kind of cool ideas. But uh, and again, us mentioning Clive Barker being gay, absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, no, we're watching. L- hold on. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Midnight Meat Train. He did the story for that, yeah. which I've not seen. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Stephanie and I are watching this thing on Shutter called uh, Queer for Fear. And they yeah. talk about how a lot of gay creators uh, are gay uh, creators only had like these certain spaces like horror that mm-hmm. they could like be themselves. So they had to like get all their all the stuff into that genre. And that's kind of what Clive Barker did. He's like, oh, well, I can be gay and be myself in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. So that's what I guess I'll do. Well, look at uh, who's the the Chucky guy from uh, uh, Don Mancini, Life. Don Mancini, gay guy. And, you know, later in that series, you get Glenn and Glenda. Like it's that's a a, a trans thing name, right? Like, yeah, Glenn or Glenda, yeah, like, you know, like, like non-binary gender fluidity. Like it's weird yeah. that I can legitimately say that, like, one of the most pro LGBTQ things on television is the Chucky series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as far as Hellraiser, it is a very strange movie. It's mostly this love triangle. You also have Larry's stepdaughter or <clears throat> you have Larry's daughter of Kiersey who in the book, the hellbound heart, which I have actually read, you read the shining. 
I read a 160 page novella <laughs> to keep up. But in the in the book, in the novella, uh-huh. um, it's actually just a friend of his. It's not actually his daughter. So it becomes okay. like a weird like love square where Kirstie's kind of into um, his character in that. Um, but it, but to adapt it, they they made him uh, or made her his daughter. Yeah, you got to Hollywood. You got to make it concise and to the point. Yes, um, this is they were originally going to do this movie uh, all with English actors. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, Americans won't won't like hearing about your British Cockney accents. Hey, bruv, put that meat hook in me. Eh? <laughs> hey, over here. Do you pleasure <laughs> or pain, governor? <laughs> Uh, choose a and uh, one I'm going to jerk you off and the other I'm going to give you a knocking. Uh, that's probably there's probably somebody being like, these are the worst accents I've ever heard. But also they're a bunch of dicks for doing that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, the the producers. Uh, they they wanted to make it UK based, but they're like, that doesn't sell. It's not going to sell in the United States. So they had to do the dubs. And that's part of the the movie that I was watching again for the second time, not knowing that they did the dubs. And anytime I see a dub, I'm like, this just looks shitty. Cause you can tell a dub, (laughs) yeah, you know, but then if I know it's a dub, then it's fine. But like you watch a lot of Italian horror. And the thing I learned about Italian horrors, they don't record sound on set. They do it in post. Oh my God. So everything is dubbed. And you'll just have like a little kid sometimes and it's, it's an eight year old kid, but he's like, Hey, uh, I want to go play with my toys. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered why, see, I didn't know it was dubbed until like Mm -hmm. reading up about uh, during, during this rewatch, I've seen Hellraiser significantly more times than, than, than than you have. It's not my favorite series, but it is a series that I don't hate. I -hmm. will say that the Hellraiser series has some of the worst sequels that of any of the main franchises That's what i heard how many sequels do we have anyway for Hellraiser? i think we are up now to i think they've done either 11 or 12 i believe it is 11 with this new one that came out in hulu back in october because that's a lot even like i don't i don't know what the the biggest horror franchise is probably halloween at this point i think uh friday has 12 because i know they're everybody's talking they're going to do the 13th friday the 13th yes but like for like this is the i would say the big three are freddie michael jason and then next step down or not down but the next one you would add would be leatherface yeah and then i think you know pinhead is somewhere after that but i think i I think pinhead would be on the same tier as like uh, a chucky or a ghost face or a leprechaun mm-hmm. maybe add that that tier. i don't even know leprechaun's if leprechaun. not good to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know if leprechaun should be that that yeah. high i'm just like thinking about funko pops i own that's like true, yeah. uh leather face then there's chatterer <laughs> yeah just like I'm, I'm just ranking the cinnabites but yeah there there have been several hellraiser sequels and what they did with these um is that they would just take other scripts that mm-hmm. were already made and then just like well, let's make it about the puzzle box and let's put Pinhead in it. So they take these already made scripts and then just like force Pinhead into them. So you're like, well, this is just a cop movie, but it has Pinhead in it. Yeah, that's and that's what I heard about the franchise, whether it be from you or just people talking about it. It's like, oh, it'll sell more if we just make it Hellraiser. And you there there you could definitely tell movies where it's like, oh, let's just have Pinhead in it because 
not just Hellraiser movies, but just in general, when you're like, well, this is a shitty movie already. And I, it's going to be shittier when I came in expecting something completely different. And they're like, well, this thing's done. Let's just add the guy into it. Yeah. The first four uh, were re released theatrical theatrically. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the next house seven were all direct to DVD. Mm-hmm. Well, or direct to Hulu that were, I think the Hellraiser for Hulu that that was its own, like made to be a Hellraiser, obviously. Yeah. But like you've got some like Hellraiser Inferno was adapted. Hellseeker was adapted. Debtor, um, Hellworld. Hellworld is my favorite because it's like they, they made like a World of Warcraft, but for Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you can tell it was supposed to be like a video game movie that they're like, what if it was Pinhead? Yeah. And yeah, Bradley kept showing up. <laughs> Um, and I've seen them at hit at conventions too. It's just, that's never like the, the, the characters I've seen and the, the figures, the toys and stuff they make nothing about that movie attracts me to Hellraiser. I got a I question for, I, I, so you're, you just don't see the appeal at all. You don't understand it. It's not, I, for get, you. I get it, but it's just not something that I'm into. It's like, I feel like the people that love Rob Zombie's Halloween movies love Hellraiser. It's kind of the same line as if you love um, Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Well, that, but then more so Rob Zombie movies. I think if you like Rob Zombie movies, you're more inclined to like Hellraiser for some reason. And I don't know why I feel that way. If uh, if Texas Chainsaw Massacre is for people who like to smoke in the house, uh-huh. Hellraiser is for people who like being gimps. Like that is <laughs> like that is what it is. It's all very sadomasochistic. It's all leather. It's all very sexual. And I I dig the series. It's not my favorite, but I do love the creature designs. And yeah. I think there's some pretty okay stuff in this first movie, even if it is at times very badly dubbed, very overdramatic. And like you said, it can be very confusing as to what is actually going on in the first Hellraiser. Yeah. And it's just and it's it's. There are things that I, I can look past. I can look past the dubs because what are you going to do about it? Um, it's a low budget movie. As it, was made, it was made for a million dollars. It made fourteen and a half million dollars. Um, and like, I, have they done like an, an HD or 4K release? Because I feel like what I watched was barely <laughs> 1080, I think. Did you watch it on Shutter? I think so. Maybe yeah. the, the one on Shutter is not... Uh, shutter can be very shutter can be very uh picky about what they actually put on there i feel mm-hmm. like shutter is no, like, i don't think i don't think shutter's picky at all with what they put <laughs> on but i also uh have a year subscription and i support it and they do have good stuff on there so. i love i do love shutter but i feel like at any moment the lights could just go out in the building and they never come back on well it's, it's them or twitter we'll see what happens first <laughs> But uh, what I like to do also, and this was kind of what I wanted to mention about, uh, I, don't, I can't remember if I mentioned it uh, last week during our Elm Street episode. I am so tired of tracking down where these movies are for this month. Because yeah. Hellraiser was on HBO Max, and now I had to track it down to Shudder mm-hmm. or Prime with a Shudder subscription. Yeah. Dude, and I'm, 
I'm tired of having to track down. And then if you go to HBO Max, like they've got Hellraiser three through eight. But if you want to watch the first two, the two good ones, yeah. well, you better have a shutter subscription and watch it, it in 480p on a tube <laughs> television. It's that that those rights thing or it's like, oh, the first two were done with this studio, but then the studio owns uh, the studio owns the rest. And you're like, can I just watch my thing? I don't work. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> about you know where i gotta watch it and that one time i was watching i had seen salem's lot before i wanted to re-watch it and i think it was like literally new year's eve to january 1st a year or two ago i started watching salem's lot and i because i saw that it was jumping from one platform to the next even though i had it on blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> i went and then like i paused it on like new year's eve and then picked it back up like 1208 and it was gone like <laughs> so i can't i've already i'd already seen it at that time and owned it but it was also can you imagine if that was just something that i had never seen and didn't own and it was just like well i guess i saw 20 minutes of this movie salem's lot like three hours mm-hmm <laughs> it's three hours long yeah. you gotta start that shit at 705 or else you ain't gonna make it to the new year well i didn't know that they meant like now i didn't know that it was over midnight maybe you give me some leeway but yeah I, i've heard people like watching something like just cuts off in the middle even before you finish watching it like oh okay i guess it's gone oh, now cool all right thanks guys but yeah hellraiser for some reason even though it's been upscaled and I, i've seen it on a couple different platforms like shutter and prime it never looked good like they've restored halloween to be like the most like they're filming it in your living room in front of you yeah hellraiser still looks like shit no matter what <laughs> definition that you're in yeah and i don't it, it's the thing is i can look past a lot of stuff and that i'm willing to look past quality and all that that doesn't really affect the movie quality it's just it's just hard to follow what's going on in this movie and that could be i'm not interested or i'm dumb or it's not for me but we we the the crux of this thing is that little puzzle box gavin which i don't know if you figured it. i have no idea how to solve it or what you're supposed to do or what counts as solving it it, it looks like, like the easiest Rubik's cube where you pull it once <laughs> twist and you got to bop it and pull it. But like all they wow. do is like turn it and then turn it back and push it down. I get that. It can't be too complicated because it's a movie, <laughs> but like, don't make it easy. That, that's what you think they'd make it easy so they could come stick the meat hooks in you. <laughs> Give you the old hook. But yeah, you press one button, it goes up and everybody's like, I solved it. I was like, yeah, because you pushed one button and it's not even like a hidden button. It's the it's a thing on the box that looks like a fucking button. <laughs> what What is the puzzle box, Gavin? Um, it's the lament configuration. Um, that's what it's called. I, it's a gateway to another dimension. The Cenobites are part of this set called the order of the gash the order of the gash <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds um, dirtier than it who is are, who are kind of like demons to some angels to others like mm -hmm. they said and they kind of and they and they are basically dominatrixes who show up and meat hook you until you come that's <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or or you don't but it's they're very forward uh the first hellraiser starts out with his character frank cotton he goes to a shady market he's tired of just having all the threesomes you know how it is you're on the road yeah man getting strange yeah the skirt skate <laughs> little skirt steak the, you know the, what I'm lot, the lot lizards and the ring rats yeah and the, and, and the snow bunnies and <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like the place that they bought that he bought the puzzle the puzzle box is like the same village at the beginning of the exorcist where the pazuzu statue is or you know at the beginning of the exorcist where there's that village or whatever yeah i, I, I do i feel like this is the all the same universe where if you just want to pan over from the pazuzu statue you would have seen frank buying the puzzle box see it always reminds me of aladdin Mm-hmm. So it's like Agrabah. They're like, ah, your your ultimate reward, a diamond in the rough. <laughs> Never had a friend like me. Watch I could show pleasure. you pain and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> a poo. A poo. Well, like we've got the, the Cenobites. That's the main. But I'll, we'll talk about the Cenobites in a minute. You you were going correctly. He buys it at this little market thing because he, he he's exhausted all his worldly pleasures. He can't have any more pleasure than what he's already having yeah he can't do any more drugs he can't uh, chase any more skirt mm-hmm. um so he's like i guess i'll just pay he pays a lot for this puzzle box how much was it was it a stack i don't, I don't know it's at least more than what carly beth paid for the mask in that goosebumps episode <laughs> I have 30 whole dollars <laughs> 15 dollars canadian carly beth stole the puzzle box <laughs> I'll show those guys at school. <laughs> yeah, do you know pain and pleasure? <laughs> I, in I'm math class. I'm 13. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I still jerk it to a Sears catalog. Yeah, I do too. I got them under my mattress, but <laughs> but I digest. But vintage. <laughs> so uh, Frank goes back to the the house. I guess his family house. And it, I can never tell where it, it looks like it's like an old abandoned church. It's just this dude's attic. He gets all the he gets all the little votives out. And I don't know if the candles are required to open the box, but he certainly thinks they mm-hmm. it is. He and that like a house with no furniture, it seems like. And <laughs> that, that they, then they move in. And I'm like, who would live in this house? Like, I get if you got nowhere else to go, but I'm like, that's black mold. Like, <laughs> you had so many choices. Yeah, not only, I mean, if you can look past the fact that there was a man who was ripped to shreds by chains and like a face pillar. And I like the way they 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 ripped Frank apart in the beginning and then like weirdly put his face back together like a Mr. Potato Head. Like, <laughs> like well, this is what he looked like. I'm like, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. But that's when you meet Larry and Julia who move into this house. The house sucks. It is not. It's like an old manor. It's just like, well, we can start a new life here. Why? Yeah. What? What ha- did they say? What happened to the previous life? Because uh, she, no. Julie, is not really into being here at all. No, I don't. I think the the mom just died at some point because he offhandedly says, uh, "Like, oh, she's got her mother's looks," and he's like, "Her, her mother's dead." Okay. To the okay. to the mattress movers who are very chatty. <laughs> And making eyes at the, everybody uh, in the house, like, dude, I'm standing right here. Everybody, one of those is my daughter, and one is my wife. Like, everybody in this movie is horned up to an eleven. Mm-hmm. Everybody is just about to bust the entire time, just just brimming, brimming with it. <laughs> if you just brush me the right way, stand back. Um, this movie's also kind of boring at times like it takes a little bit to get going it's a very short movie but you're like okay i need you to cut your hand now and drip in the attic so we can have uh uncle frank come back yeah because uh not uncle frank but the other was it larry larry yeah like go they're moving stuff up into the attic and 
it, it's just not, a, I don't know, maybe it is explained, but some of his blood drips in the room, and then that's how uh, Frank is able to regenerate or whatever. It doesn't make a lot of sense, though. It, because... it would make sense if they just explained, just tell me those are the rules. Yeah, uh, that nail scene with the hand and the, like, I can't watch that. I can watch the meat hook stuff, but just watch somebody, like, rack their hand on a nail and, like, cut it that way. It just, mm-hmm. ugh. I can't do that or, like, needle stuff, like, cut off a man's head don't show me somebody doing heroin i don't want to watch it i feel like you you would cringe at the scene in that did you ever see the movie zombie uh i did not i see it uh, i see it on shutter but uh it's there's a a scene with an eyeball uh oh yeah wood Mm. yeah eye stuff does not uh daddy does not like no thank you i don't i don't either i I think most people that have eyes are like oh you ever see like those the when like you remember like when TLC the net the network the TV channel actually showed like the learning channel stuff and it was oh, like yeah here's a surgery I'm like who's watching this like yeah they're just <laughs> picking at some guy's eye I'm like I don't want to watch this I don't and I don't cringe easy but I'm like I also have an eye that could be me you know uh, speaking uh speaking though of the uh, surgery shows do you remember that show on MTV called True Life. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember the breast, uh, the the breast implant episode? Do I'm getting I. implant. That well, was because they showed boobs on it because it was like a documentary and they didn't blur it from one. Yeah, I it was remember. like it was like for medical purposes, and mm-hmm. that was my pleasure. That was me opening the box. Am I right? That was the pa- <laughs> and then it caused a lot of pain when you had too much pleasure. <laughs> if I opened the puzzle box, they're like, "Here's a here's a 2001 <laughs> documentary from MTV with bare breasts." Well, like you, this, this will do it, Pinhead. This will do it. One, like producer wife and I will just go back. Well, this is not any Pinhead related conversation at all, but we'll go back and watch those old reality shows. And we have been watching MTV True Life and like some of it is on Hulu and then the other is on Paramount Plus. And it's just weird to go back and be like, I can't believe we dress or not me, but people dressed like that or like the one with like the my parents are clowns did you remember that one (laughs) and it's like i get that like there are worse things to be as a parent but could you just not show up to school every day dressed as a goddamn clown like (laughs) as the show went on it got more and more obscure it's like true life i'm a heroin addict it's like god damn yeah what happened (laughs) to the clowns (laughs) what happened to the clowns um you my, mentioned out- my parents are heroin addicted clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Come here and smell my flower. <laughs> it's a poppy. <laughs> uh, you you mentioned outdated clothes. Does this movie feel more 80s than anything else? Yeah, and I don't know if that has to do with the quality, but it, it feels what he whatever he said 86. It feels 70s for some reason. Yeah, Julia's flat top looking like she's Gozer from the Ghostbusters does some not help. Bullet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, and it's it's I don't know. Like when he's like so attracted to her and i'm not trying to be shitty but i'm like that's the lady you chose and that's what i've been going through the whole time as well because i don't want to be shitty i don't want to be a man who's judging a woman on her looks but her (laughs) (laughs) but like that's the one who's like kill for me julia kill for me like that's the that's the that's what you're trying to get back up in like you she just what does she bring back three or four guys like yeah that just I lo- like 
Now I'm not commenting on her looks, but guys will just do anything, dude. Like, yes, I love you want me to go where? Sure. Like, so I, I, I've got a couple comments. One, uh, Frank comes back to life in a very cool sequence. I I don't want to feel like we should talk about that. Yeah, it's a very cool sequence where the blood drips and he comes out of the floor and kind of comes back together, like emerges and gets. And he's like a skeleton. It's a very cool practical effect of like puppetry and like melting wax and like gore. That reverse, is super. Uh, yeah. Thing in reverse. I thought that that's a highlight of this movie is that transformations. It's like a, it's almost a werewolf type deal, but definitely not werewolf. And it's, it's kind of gross. And you kind of like, Ugh. like I was yeah. like, Oh, I don't want to watch this, but that's and- effective. And when like the spine and the brain connect, you're like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have no idea why he comes back that way or like what's going on or but why he what? comes back initially. What? Yeah. What about the blood or whatever? But we talked about that. But yeah, it's like, has nobody ever bled anywhere where Cinnabite killed somebody? <laughs> I feel like they should be popping up all over the damn place. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he does come back and uh, <laughs> then he's like, Julia, don't look at me but I need you to go kill some people in tidy whities so that I can, so that I can eat them. And she brings back all the schmucks, like mm-hmm. all of them. And like you were getting at, they're like, Oh, you want to do it in the attic on the floor? Okay. And this dirty ass house, like, <laughs> sure. Like, do you know that meme where it's, it's like a, a big, like it's a room just full of shit. And it's like, it's got Lois from Family Guy on the bed. And I think Mm -hmm. Peter's like, bitch, how do you live like this? (laughs) (laughs) That's the caption. (laughs) Look, that's what I'm saying is how do you, this is gross. I did meet up with a girl one time and she invited me back to her house. And it was the scariest experience because we went upstairs. Like the upstairs was fine. Her room was fine. Clearly Um, it was, yeah, it was one of those where it's like, hey, I live here. Yeah, but there's stuff going on in the house. <clears throat> yeah, but downstairs it was like all like baseboard and just like joints or whatever. And I was like, uh, oh, this like is it. renovating. Yeah, it was like renovating, and like there was nobody else there except for me and her. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I. I was either getting Dexter or Hellraiser. <laughs> like I was like, do you need me to bleed on the floor while yeah. you with a hammer or bleed for me? Uh, but she does bring the schmuckiest guys back and they all wear tidy whities. I know that was, this, but it just always bothers me just watching this poor fat schmuck mm-hmm. get beat with a hammer for some ass. It always amazes me. And like, you know, we're in the year 2023 uh, and it, like you just to see a guy wearing tidy whities. I'm like, <laughs> you're an adult man and you could <laughs> wear anything. If you want to wear them fine. But I'm like, there's, that's the least sexy kind of underwear. That you, like, I don't find men's underwear sexy at all, but I'm like, if I could choose between uh, the boxer briefs or the tidy whities, what are you going to choose, Gavin? Uh, boxer briefs. Yeah. Let me give, let me give the, let me get the tidy whities where it shows the most shit in your purchase. <laughs> My God. <laughs> are, are, are you a boxer brief man? Yeah. It, it, it's the, yeah. it's the comfort and support. With the breathability that I need. This show is like, brought to you by Haynes. They're coming to get you. I was going to say, it's like Big Brothers, Big Sisters. It's the support you need. It really keeps you going. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Big Brother underwear. Just these, Under- just Thanks all these. Him up. <laughs> <laughs> was he a tidy whitey's guy? Uh, not, not at the end. But <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we all, as kids, you're you kind of start out as a tidy whitey's kid, don't you? Then, like I, yeah, kids? that's that's like what you start with, and then it'd be weird if you have like a toddler and like boxers, just yeah. like just like Tony Soprano walking around the house, just yeah, with Carmella. <laughs> I don't Where's even know where box? we are anymore. <laughs> uh, we have just uh, Julia is now killing men yeah. who are and she's like doing it during the day like she's meeting men at bars at like two in the afternoon Well, larry's at work you gotta find you gotta do it yeah, it's just, everybody's gone these guys are just at the bar looking for strange at 2 p.m like and they're like oh okay we'll go back then she does really murder them and then frank kind of does his whole spiel where he like don't look mm-hmm. while he i guess just juices them i guess I it's very much the beginning of the What's that Christina Aguilera video when she's like, don't look at me. Oh, it's beautiful. a beautiful video. <laughs> Frank Cotton singing. I am don't beautiful. Don't look at me. <laughs> no. Every day. So wonderful. <laughs> I love that. She kills the, the first guy. And he's like, just need one or two more. And she's like, <laughs> son of a bitch. God damn. How many? <laughs> I've got to hit so many hotel bars and hope there's an, I hope there's a conference in town. Yeah, it, it's very when you watch a documentary about a, like a lady in Vegas who her job is to turn tricks. But then wouldn't that be like a weird they should do another Hellraiser, but it's it's about a, a prostitute. But then the big twist is she's bringing these guys back to revive Frank. <laughs> that should have been one of the, the spinoffs of this. Do you think Frank uh, like if you just take out of the fact like, that you and I are both straight men? Is Frank worth all this trouble from a purely objective perspective? Is he worth all this trouble? I think the way he was giving it to her in those flashbacks. Yeah. I I don't. It didn't look like he was giving it to her, though. All he he has one move. He's got the switchblade. That's all he's got. (laughs) Also, he's ruining her lingerie. Like, are you sure you want to do this? I don't know, Frank. Swish. Cuts are like, oh, God, yes. Oh, get, ba- do me, greaser man. <laughs> oh, baby, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we could talk about the sex scenes because there's a lot of censorship in this yes. uh, movie. Barker also said that the seduction scene between Julia and Frank was initially a lot more explicit. We did a version of the scene which had some spanking in it. And the MPAA was not very appreciative of that. Lord knows where the spanking footage is. Uh, someone has it somewhere. The MPA told me I was allowed to allowed two consecutive buttock thrusts from Frank, but that three was deemed obscene. <laughs> so thrust twice, but not thrice. Nope. You gotta you you get two thrusts. If you ain't done by then, it's on your time. I did though the sex scenes in this, like there's some like hard thrusting like it was i was like this is like almost like cinemax type you can't show the insertion but you got to show the thrust like he he he's a very powerful thruster like he's just he's giving it his all he is balls deep every time oh my god get where's my handkerchief i think you know what got me hot and bothered was hellraiser When Frank was straight plowing twice, Julia, when he, when he went all the way back and then went all the way forward. And it's, uh, I just think yeah. the way he, the way they get into it a lot, like, like once they start like humping and bumping, it's fine. But just the way he like weirdly lays her down, like she is a corpse, like lay down. Like it's just, 
he's i just love that he is this stereotypical bad boy of the 80s he's got the switchblade he mm-hmm. that whole scene in the rain like you're gonna let me come in like <laughs> like he's he's like the big bad wolf like <laughs> he's, a, he's part vampire he needs permission to enter <laughs> he got permission to enter twice <laughs> twice um and that one of the times she just like clocks the dude in the head with a hammer yeah like, <laughs> like 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 she's not even married to this guy are you would you be willing to kill three or four people for a guy you're not even married to that you hooked up with one time one time you hooked up and she's like i could kill at least three men so he could feast yeah. on them who he also saw his- currently looks like what the muscles look like in an in like a, a health class book <laughs> where they show you like what the muscles look like and stuff <laughs> He's like, no, I'll get my form back, babe. Okay, I'm going to look good again. I promise. I promise I'll get back to what I look like. Wouldn't that but, be shitty if he just didn't? <laughs> just like <laughs> killing. Sorry. Sorry, I put on some weight when I was being tortured. Sorry, One babe. Butterball just kept bringing me sandwiches. His name's Butterball, for God's sake. <laughs> He's like, you want a sandwich? I was like, well, I, I, I'm, I am kind of I am kind of hungry a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also like she hooked up with him one time and she sees like i do i do approve of frank just having a treasure trove of nudes of him just like because that's this is back in the 80s still so it's not like you have a selfie you can't wave at your camera yeah you take a photo you gotta like set that shit up so he's like okay baby right right now here we go yeah it's like you had to take that down to the pharmacy and it wasn't one hour (laughs) photo you might get a, a week later and and then to have physical pictures like uh, back in the day to send a nude was so much harder than it is today. <laughs> you had to have a dark room. You had to involve the mail. <laughs> it was so difficult. Uh, it may be a pigeon, depending on <laughs> what time of, of the world you were in. But uh, yeah, so eventually he he regenerates. Yeah, he regenerates. And this is where it gets very confusing because you think once he sucks all the marrow out them bones of these these burly businessmen, he's going to be Frank again. And then at some point, he puts on Larry's face. The whole body. It's not even leather face. This is leather balls, leather, (laughs) leather gooch. That's the footage I want to see where he's trying to tuck his penis meat into yeah. his brother's penis meat. It's it's like uh, I don't uh, like you ever put like a pillow in the pillowcase and it's just <laughs> God damn it. I, you got to put the tag on the inside, not on the outside. Is this is, is this goose down? <laughs> is this the goose down dick? Damn it, it doesn't fit. It does not. Fit. <laughs> you must have quit. Whoa, that's an older reference that nobody would know. Uh, it's about that OJ man. Just wearing this, not like Buffalo, was it Buffalo Bob or Buffalo Bill? Uh, Bu- Buffalo Bill from Science of Lambs, who was yeah. making a, a skin suit, but he used different people who were at least a size 15. Girls. Are, you, are you about size 13? <laughs> um, yeah, he's then he just turns into his brother, but I don't. What a what was a better with that body? Like, yeah, I don't it get not, it. I don't. I, I don't understand why he did that. I guess to maybe live as his or to throw 
Kirsty off the trail, or maybe the last body to get him full was Frank or was Larry. It's a very confusing jump in the story that I still don't understand. Even after like reading a synopsis and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't get it why he did that. Or yeah. maybe actually he may have had to wear his brother's body to hide from the Cenobites. That's because, what I was going to say is they're still looking because he's the one that got away. Yeah. And, but they didn't even know he was gone until uh, Kiersey opens the box and she's they're like, you open the box. We came. And even though we're making jokes, having a few giggles and laughs at the expense, mm-hmm. Hellraiser does have some, some very iconic lines in it. Oh yeah. Uh, you open the box. We came no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, will tear your soul apart. These are all great lines. Uh, but the pinhead shows up to Kirsty and she's like, no, no, don't kill me. I can get you Frank Cotton. He's back. I saw him all. And they're like, what? Prove and it. <laughs> prove it. Yeah. And they didn't even know he's gone. So that means that they've just got a nonstop <laughs> party of the order of the gash where they can't even tell when somebody like sneaks out for a minute. Yeah. Well, the, and you just, when you said order, order the gash, it just sounds like a weird college frat boy thing where like, yeah, we're going to get laid this semester. <laughs> what should we call ourselves? The order of the gash. Like, like it's so, what, so weird to call their group that. And the, are they, are they in hell, Gavin? What, what's going on? I think on? they are. I think they are a type of demon. Like, okay. I don't think there's any mistake that they are some sort of type of demon. Yeah. Oh, uh, after you asked about the order of the gash, I'm like, I don't, that's all I got. That's all. I just, I got. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, they're knights of the snatch table. Like, I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> they're called Cinnabites, which I love because I can't not hear Cinnabites and think of like a Papa John's dessert <laughs> or Domino's. Like I think one of them had like, what it, it wasn't Cinnabites, but it was something else where it was like Cinnabites, not Cinna. Something where I'm like, it's cinnamon. It's a it's a cinnamon roll, but it's in bite form. That's what it's it a, sounds like. It's a dessert you order from Domino's. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me get some of them uh, Cinnabites. <laughs> yeah, do you got the chatterer? Oh, with that butterball yeah. Cinnabite. <laughs> All you got to do, sir, is solve the puzzle. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is it the one with the button that makes it go up like this? Then you just push it back down. Okay. I think I, I think I earned it. I think that the difference, these are Cinnabites and the other, the, the Cinnabites, like cinnamon bites. I think that's what it is. Yes. I Cause think I was so. like, and I don't know which pizza place does this. You can Google it and there's just recipes for it. Cinnabites. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll put, I'll put the link to the recipe down below. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to get some dough. You got to deep fry it, then rub some cinnamon on it. And, and then, then you take some push pins. <laughs> you, you throw them in. You, you cook them on about 4,000 bajillion degrees. <laughs> get that nice hell flavor. And then what, you got to get the little packet of the icing. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what the, that, that's where they get you. I, I just don't know how Kirsty comes home and she sees her dad. <laughs> who is clearly someone else wearing his skin. And she's like, hey, dad, she does what I dress, dad, that he is dripping viscera. Sugar water. (laughs) He's like, this is like, even if you don't know or believe in puzzle boxes or hell, if you see somebody who has a weird outline around their scalp where it's wet and gross Mm -hmm. and there's actual like meat coming out of them, you'd be like, 
at the very least, that man is not well. He is we not okay. Get you to the ER or something. We should get you some help somewhere because something is awry. But then even she's like, he's like, Uncle Frank's dead. I killed him. She's like, oh, is this his is this his mate in, in the attic? He's like, yep. I'm just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Uh, it's not until he keeps saying his catchphrase, come to daddy, which they say that a creepy amount of times. And it's supposed to be creepy. It's never sexy. It's come to daddy. It sounds like, you know, Snake from The Simpsons, the uh, <laughs> like the the 50s greaser type guy. It sounds like he, what he would say, like come, come to, to daddy, come to daddy doesn't sound like something you would hear in this movie. It's like what he says when, when he's robbing the quickie mart and Apu is giving him the money. Come to daddy. Like, but you got to have the phrase that that indicates, oh, it's not. Larry, it's Frank, you know. Yeah, you gotta have that catchphrase. Um, it's figures also it out. An uncle who's like, let me get with my niece. Yeah, that's Ugh. and this is before House of Dragon, House of the Dragon made it okay on HBO. Uh <laughs> having niece uncle relations. This was a different time, a different time, different universe. So you couldn't yeah, this do was that back when there was just only Woody Allen. <laughs> who does it's not his niece, but fuck. Yeah, I mean, it uh, might as well be. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Look at us making OJ Simpson references, <laughs> making Woody Allen references. Y'all hear about uh, this you said JFK? Us, it was all me. It was all me, Gavin. <laughs> you hear about this JFK assassination? Uh, you seen this? You heard about this, folks? <laughs> but how was the parade? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, is uh, I got the t-shirt now. <laughs> Headlines. <laughs> uh, so he then he's trying to get uh, Kirstie to, and also we should note that uh, the the wife. Is like she'll bring him anybody, but she's like, "Don't hurt Larry." She'll yeah, cheat on the guy, but she'll at least be like, "Don't take my husband." Because there—that's a very weird scene too that, that I ju just wrote as dead rat sex, where she's trying to seduce Larry so that he doesn't go upstairs because Frank cannot stop moving the fuck around. Mm -hmm. Like for uh, somebody who's trying to be secret, he's always bumble shambling in the dark. <laughs> He's just, just always are you what is it rearranging furniture up there what are you doing man there, there's no furniture up here what are you what are you doing just heavy foot walking on the boards you gonna fall through like clark griswold stop it frank stop it uh, so they do have a, if you thought frank and julia had the heat of an extinguished candle then let me tell you about larry and julia uh these are two people who clearly should not be having sex together. She does not want to be there. He's also going to pound town. There is deep thrusting in this film. Noise. Noise. But then Frank, watching in the closet like a creeper, comes out and she's like, no, no. Also, Larry never stops as his wife is saying no. Oh, God. Yeah. She's yeah, like, no, please don't. No, no. And it's like, what? And he's like, no, don't stop or no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Frank, he, he pulls out his switchblade, which where I guess it's just with his stuff. I assume it's just with like the the nudes. I, he, I guess. Yeah. And he, he just skins a rat for no reason, which was very weird. I guess it's just to gross you out. But. I was turned on, but that, that yeah, I was too. Yeah. I, I think we kind of both assume we were turned on talking about this, but, <laughs> but that's a weird scene, right? 
it, yeah, the in a weird movie, it's a weird yeah. scene, <laughs> which is saying something. You're like, you can have me at the man with the with the chattering teeth and the lady mm-hmm. with the shit in her in, in her throat. Uh, don't be cutting up rats while I'm trying to make love. Well, we also didn't talk about the other monster thing. Oh, the engineer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what its deal is. It's just kind of its own thing. There, there's also the creepy vagrant who keeps following Kiersey. Around. Yeah, we didn't talk about that either. Like because it doesn't make any sense. He's just there to and he's he's just there to be creepy. And then it kind of pays off the end, but it doesn't because it just leaves us more confused about what's yeah. going on. Well, we can. The, the, what's the engineer chases? Is it Kirsty in her dream? Maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. The engineer is like this giant slug like creature, which the design doesn't look bad. It's fine. It's kind of on par with some of the stuff we may have seen in the. I think the thing has better effects, obviously. Yeah. But. But it's not a bad effect. And the actual practical effects in this, they are dated, but they're not bad. And I do appreciate that they are practical effects. And I think they're pretty good. It's a it was a for, for the time and the budget of a million dollars. I would say they're great. Yeah. For the context and the, the engineer kind of looks like a, like an upside down pumpkin head, like a pumpkin head doing a, a handstand type deal. <laughs> I think it's a good creature design doing doing sweet skateboard tricks. Hey, watch this. No, I can do it. I swear. Just hold the camera. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, the engineer is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> of course, Julia gets stabbed uh, because uh, Frank tries to kill Kiersey. She moves away and stabs Julia. And he's like, sorry, babe. No Maybe. remorse at no, all. I know because he's a psychopath and it, she it made realized me think, she made a mistake. Made me think when they switch the bodies. Frank goes into Larry. There's an episode of the Simpsons about it's the Treehouse of horror where snake uh, becomes Homer. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Where the hair. Uh-huh. Yes. It's very much like uh, when, when sna- they put snakes hair on Homer and Homer becomes evil. It's very much that where you can t- like his looks change like his <laughs> eyes. He looks evil. It's very much that. Yeah. In this movie. And the actor who plays Larry did a good job playing the creepy Frank. I think that's uh, it. Should be. he did a good job, but it, it is so over the top where he's like this loving guy, and then so he's like, hey, "I'm a sex <laughs> offender." It's very like, much if they're like, "Be Jack, be a sleazy Jack Nicholson." And then, hey, what up? Switchblades yeah. everywhere. Switchblades. Um, and that, yeah, he he stabs uh, what's her face, and no remorse. She just has this little lady has done everything for you. You wouldn't be shit without her. And she hammered so dick. many. She hammered so many men for him <laughs> who were just trying to nail her. Oh, yeah. am I right? Oh, 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 oh <laughs> T. <laughs> um, and then uh, the, so and before the the Cenobites appear to Kirstie, she's like, I can get them. And then now they're back because uh, they they appear and say, we want the man that did this, like skinned Larry, right? Yes. And he's like, I don't know. But then eventually his own hubris gets him and he's like, good old. He says something about like, uncle. I, but basically he says, I'm Uncle Frank. Like he just, it's real dumb. Is like, I'm going to announce who I really is uh, in front of these demons who want to hook me. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they're like, we had to hear it from your own lips. And that's when, <laughs> We have one of the most iconic scenes in this in this uh, franchise where 
all the hooks come out again. Again, the Cenobites have one move and it is hooks on chains. Mm -hmm. And you're like, God, get so and it, as the, as the series goes on they do get more uh more creative but these first two movies it is just the hits hooks on chains non-stop the mm -hmm. hooks come out and he gets some he gets like a big old hook in like like his back and mm -hmm. goes all on his face and he says the line uh jesus wept which is it, it's pretty gross uh looking and i think it's one of the best practical effects they have in the whole movie is when frank is all uh, gussied up with the chains at the end. It reminds me that we have a movie we haven't talked about, but it's in uh, uh, Midsummer, or if you want to be pretentious, Midsommar. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> when the, the, the guy's strung up in that little hut. Oh, and, the like, bloody still eagle. breathing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the, was it Red Dragon? Uh, when, have you seen that? This, yes. The, the Hannibal Lecter movie where it's like strung up from the back or whatever. It reminds me oh, of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he definitely gets that. And then he goes, Jesus wept. And then uh, they just rip, rip him apart and he explodes very quickly because the MPA cut so much of that scene. Yep. And it's, it's really weird based on, I mean, I think it's, I know that back then everything was on film. So things deteriorate, things get thrown mm -hmm. out. It's really, it's just really unlikely. And I'm, I'm, I'm confused to how there's never been like a director's kind of like Hellraiser or any of these eighties movies, but yeah. I think it's because like all the footage probably did get lost. Yeah. I think at a, back in the day, they're like, well, we can't show it. So who gives a shit? You know, we only found um, when the Friday the 13th box that came out, we finally got some uncut gore shots of Friday the 13th part two, mm -hmm. because the, the guy who did the makeup effects, had an old VHS tape of like his of like his reel of like his professional reel. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is footage that people have been wanting <clears throat> for 40 yeah. years. <clears throat> Guess I'll throw it on the Blu-ray release. So if somebody could find <laughs> the rest of Hellraiser, uh, perhaps the spanking scene, put yeah. it back in and make the sex a little less awkward. Yeah, clap cheeks, baby. Yeah, clap them <laughs> cheeks. Apparently there's also a scene of like sodomy I read somewhere where they're like, you can have the gore. And the but don't don't put it that butt here. Don't put it there. There was a, a <clears throat> uh, Clyde Barker said they had a slight problem with eroticism. I shot a much hotter flashback sequence that was also cut. Uh, mine was more explicit and less violent. They wanted to substitute one kind of undertow for another. I had a much more explicit sexual encounter between Frank and Julia, but they said no. They said, let's take out the sodomy. <laughs> And put in more knife. <laughs> that's that's where you don't have sex in the butt, but go ahead and cut her a little bit. Could you nice. imagine it if tonight with your wife, she goes, Brent, not tonight. No sodomy. More knife. Get the knife. And she also calls it sodomy, which is so sexy. <laughs> Brent, no sodomy tonight. You know what happened to Gamora. <laughs> we, we read the Bible every night before we go to bed. We told this story. You know, I was saving sodomy for marriage. But <laughs> my butt's still a virgin. My butt. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb. <laughs> and I love it. But overall, how would you say that? Uh, oh, and then at the end, it's very confusing where the, the Cenobites are like, well, we got Frank, but Kirsty, come with us. And then she uses the box to send them back. But I don't know how that works either. You just do the box in reverse. Yeah, it's 
it's a lot of this is so not clear that it doesn't really matter at a certain point. It, and then like they have the box, her and her boyfriend with, with the vagrant that's been following her and that, what do they throw the box? Right. They go to a fire. They go to the projects where Candyman lives, where yep. there are some, where there are some fires just burning. They're like, I heard right. you were looking for the Cinnabites, bitch. <laughs> I'm the Candyman, bitch. <laughs> uh, and they just throw the box in there and then they watch unfazed as this vagrant turns into a skeleton dragon and just flies off with the box. And they're like, okay, well, yeah, that that's happened. The, like that's a, one of the problems with the 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 movies. You've introduced a completely new idea in the last fifteen seconds of the movie, and it, but it's it's not based on anything. It's not like oh, that was the thing they talked about earlier. It's just here it is. It's here's a new idea. That vagrant that that ate crickets. He's a skeleton dragon the whole time. It's just he's been that the whole time. And Did it, not but guess it has. It? It's just, I don't know, man. It's just a confusing ending. Uh, how did you feel? Obviously, you like the movie better than I do. I do appreciate the movie. It's one that I don't watch a lot of, but mm-hmm. I think the first two movies are, are a, a fun watch back to back because it goes directly into it and it does kind of flesh out some more things. Um, and if you look on some of the, the, the history of the Cenobites, you can uh, see like, oh, well, this is who Pinhead actually was before he was. And then yeah. he kind of dies in part two, but then comes back for it. It's, it gets very confusing. But but the well, first two are very solid. And that's the thing. Like, I, I like some franchises that aren't that great. Like, I would say Friday, a continuity wise, is a zero out of ten. <laughs> it's probably better than that, but it's like. From movie to movie, even the look changes when it's like the this one picks up right after the next one, and it's a it's different. But yeah. the thing is, I don't care about that. So I don't. This is not my franchise at all. And from the sounds of it, it just gets worse. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I didn't think it was the the worst movie. It's not bad, but I'm not. I, unless we wouldn't have watched this for the podcast, I probably wouldn't have watched it. But I didn't want to rewatch it because sometimes when I've seen stuff and it's been five years, 10 years and I did, I know I didn't like it. Maybe it was just my problem and I will go back and rewatch stuff because with fresh eyes, but I, this is not something that I would probably rewatch again. And I get that. It's, it's one that I, I can put on occasionally because it's just, it's a, it, it can be boring, but it's a, it's an, it's a breezy watch. It's like a 93 minute movie. Yeah, It doesn't wear out its welcome. And even though it's confusing, it does, it, it does keep going at, at a fairly decent pace. It just feels at very dated. And yeah. if not for Pinhead being the iconic character that he was, I, I don't think it would have made it past two movies, mm-hmm. yet alone 11 of them. Yeah. So well, Pinhead, Pinhead is, an, is an icon. These movies are, they're okay. It's not my favorite franchise, but, but it's not my least favorite mm-hmm. by any means. Uh, the film was originally uh, had the title Sadomasochist from Beyond the Grave. That sounds more fun than Hellraiser. <laughs> Even though Hellraiser doesn't sound bad, but something, something from Beyond the Grave. I'll kind of check that out. You know, could you imagine going to theater? Like, can I get one for Sadomasochist from <laughs> Beyond the Grave? Then you'd have to like explain to people what a Sadomasochist is and that you can't fit Sadomasochist on a a marquee you just can't <laughs> like, you can't do it it's too long it's too uh, long 
Barker wanted to call it Hellbound, but he was uh, convinced by a producer to call it Hellraiser. Uh, after filming New World, I think, as a production company, convinced Barker to relook, re- relocate the story to the U.S., which is where we get the dubbing. Uh, during production, Doug Bradley had trouble hitting his marks during his takes in makeup because he had uh, uh, could not see through the black contact lenses. And he was afraid to trip over pinhead skirts. <laughs> I like that. It's so bizarre where he's like this evil thing. It's like, oh, hold on. Let me get my skirt real quick. <laughs> let me hold your skirt, please. <laughs> my I, lord. I need to hit my mark so I can go home. <laughs> Did you see what's in craft services today? It will tear your butthole apart. Enchiladas. Enchiladas. <laughs> uh numerous props of uh of the box. What's the what's the box called again? The Lament Configuration. The Mint Lament Configuration, which were constructed from wood and cut out of and cut out brass, were produced by special effects designer and maker Simon Sace. Uh, due to the box's delicate construction, Sace would lie on the floor under the cinnabites during some takes in case it was dropped in order to save himself the eight hours it took to create uh, one of those boxes. Ew, sounds like it takes longer to create them than it does to solve them. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Uh, I, I know my way of boxes. I know my way around a box, and sometimes even I get confused. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Clyde Barker said that it was uh, this movie was influenced by uh, punk, Catholicism, and the visits I would take to S&M clubs in New York and Amsterdam. Uh, I could definitely that the, the robes and stuff that hell that Pinhead wears. I almost called him Hellraiser. Look like those old school Catholic robes. Like now, priests will wear pants and the black shirt. But before it was kind of like a half dressed type deal. Well, I can see that refer- for sure. In, in the Hellbound Heart, I, I believe he's referred to as like a hell priest. Okay, so, yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah, I I feel if, if Pinhead did not go the Cinnabout route, he would be playing bass and ghost. Uh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh doug bradley took his character very seriously and decided that he would make pinhead the main focus in order to doing so he kept the mystery of the character by remaining remaining hidden from the rest of the cast some cast members didn't even know who he was at the, uh, at the rap party much of the cast ignored him because they never recognized who he was or why uh, he was there in fact he explained no one knew he played pinhead for quite some time just imagine uh, if he hit himself away. Just imagine you're going to the bathroom and you walk in on Pinhead taking a, ta- ta- a taking piss, a deuce, yeah. Yeah. taking a deuce. Like, oh hey, how's it going? It's <laughs> tearing me apart, <laughs> Lisa. Uh, <laughs> um, overall, though, Hellraiser is not your favorite, but you kind of appreciate mm-hmm. the character at least and like what it's done for. It was definitely a different kind of horror movie from what was at the time. Yep. It was. So I I appreciate it for bringing bondage into the mainstream. And now now you can go get a Cinnabite outfit at your local Cirilla's and have a fun night at home with the wife or several partners. Nice. Or at Hot Topic. They kind of sell that stuff too. Spencer's. I, I feel like Spencer's is where the Cinnabites go if, if they're planning a bachelorette party. They they get a Ouija board up front and a, <laughs> and then a dildo in the back. <laughs> Which is a where you could get a that's a story you could get both those things. <laughs> I also read that Pinhead was supposed to appear in Freddy versus Jason, uh, which got scrapped obviously, and uh, Hellraiser was released in Croatia as Lords of Hell, in France as The Pact, 
and India as son of the devil and Mexico as door to hell, Portugal, cursed fire, Serbia, lords of hell and Taiwan as raise ghosts and eat people. <laughs> so Wait, many it different r- titles. It says raise goats and eat people. Raise ghosts. Oh, okay. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, raise goats and eat people. <laughs> was there a is there a goat version where the Cenobites were replaced with goats? Because I want to see that. They had to cut the goat stuff. It was even too, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Um. Yeah. So, what did you have an oh shit moment? Uh, I think the oh shit moment for me is <laughs> my non serious oh shit moment is how uncomfortable the, the sex scene make me feel. I was okay. like, these people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, it's probably the editing and what, and what got cut. Uh, my actual oh shit moment, though, is going to be anything with the chains and hooks. The stuff with uh, Uncle Frank at the end, G- Jesus wept, that mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah, that's going to be it for me. Like, Like, you can't really go much bigger than that. My oh shit moment is the transformation from being nothing to uh, bloody muscles. <laughs> bloody muscles from nothing. That <laughs> that's a good one. And they actually added kill. that scene. And they actually added that scene in after the movie had wrapped because they're like, "This is kind of boring. We got to do something." something. Yeah, <laughs> we got to have something. You can't just have him like show up. <laughs> and they didn't apply that to any of the, anything else in the movie. They're like, "Ah, it, it can just show up." It'll yeah, we did something cool. Just once. <laughs> uh, and then what is your favorite kill? Uh, that would be the end with Uncle Frank. Yeah, same here. I feel like there's not a lot of kills in this. Well, there are with the guys and the and the tidy whities I guess but they're not remarkable. Nothing like it's it's I think at a certain time in movies, it was like, we just need him to die. So kill him. I, I, I agree. I do think though, she had to hit him a few times and just hammer kills to me are just awful. Like getting hit with a hammer multiple times like that. Just there's a visceral feeling of me not wanting to die by hammer. And also it's, it's something everybody's held a hammer. Yes. That's probably in the junk drawer in your house or in the shed or the garage, you know? Yes. Um, if you enjoyed Hellraiser, Brent, what movies would you recommend? I think there's one that we're both going to recommend. Uh, of but, course, Hellraiser 2, which I have not seen. Yeah. But based on your recommendation, I'll recommend it and steal yes. your thunder. Uh, I don't know. What else? What would you what were you going to say? Gavin? Um, Event Horizon. OK. Which is kind of Hellraiser in space, not to be confused with Hellraiser Bloodlines, which is Hellraiser in space. In space. I want to go with Leprechaun in space. <laughs> uh, no. Jason uh, X. I. I maybe of that same vibe of I don't I didn't really like Event Horizon that much either. Um, even though I had the guy from the Omen three. And it has uh, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. No, that's what I meant. That's oh is, is that's that who Sam I'm talking Neal? about. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Neill. <laughs> Actually, that has yeah. Sam Neill as well. That's I, the joke. I think he's from Omen Three. I just like <laughs> it's like if I referred to uh you know, Tom Hanks is the guy from the whatever the terminal and not Forrest Gump or something. <laughs> I refer to Jennifer Aniston as that girl from Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. that's the better example. Yes. Um, other movies that I would say, what what's some like tortury? Maybe like mo- a modern one would be um Art the Clown. Uh, Terrifier, Terrifier, maybe, but it doesn't have the same vibe. But it's torturey yeah. a little bit. Yeah, um, hostile, maybe. If you like mm-hmm. a lot of chains and hooks, if you need people being whipped, yeah, uh, sexually, it's a very Which horny movie as well. Um, maybe 
I was gonna say pitch black, but that's just Vin Diesel and Event Horizon, basically. <laughs> um, and Maybe then Candyman, which is you know Clyde Barker, like Clyde Barker story. I feel like the stuff I learned about him, there's there's horror, but there's a lot a lot of like love story story horror to his horror. You know, you know what I think if you like Hellraiser, that you'd actually really enjoy um, anything Spawn related. That's it. That, those are the other toys that I don't like. Is when I see Spawn <laughs> shit. <laughs> Like that I recommend this thing. You're like, ah, fuck that thing. <laughs> but it's the same vibe. It's the same vibe. It, it is the same vibe. And McFarlane did stuff with Clive Barker and does like created Spawn. Mm-hmm. But like Spawn is like the Hellraiser superhero. He's got the chains and shit. He's got the cape. So if you like Hellraiser, uh, check out the 1997 Spawn movie. It's not very good. Uh, but I it's did got a see Hellraiser that. Vibe. And I need to rewatch that because. Uh, Spawn is one of those things where you can't walk into like a comic book shop without seeing something spawn. You know that you're uh, you and I toy hunt a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in a toy store when you see a lot of Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace stuff that that has not sold. Mm -hmm. And just like the old yellow bubbled spawn stuff that has been in the clown. (laughs) <laughs> like the clown uh, <laughs> and the violator you're like this is not this has been sitting here since 1993 yeah that's same same vibe <laughs> so yes yeah, spawn uh but uh actually the spawn animated series is actually very very well done okay. so if you like hellraiser you'll like spawn uh but i think that is it i think uh what are we watching next week uh well you know we are all about love mm-hmm. on this podcast we love love And just in time for Valentine's Day, we're going to be watching the 1980s slasher classic that I actually, it's actually very good. It's very underrated. I do watching a lot. My Bloody Valentine. We're getting the pickaxe out. We're getting the old miner outfit on. And I got the heart strung up. And I know he said we can't have the Valentine's dance here in Valentine Bluff, but. You got to celebrate Valentine's, baby, especially yeah, with a bunch you, of miners. And you I, got by miners, to. I mean people that go down in a mine. <laughs> <laughs> Not the elementary Not school. The- <laughs> no, that's Freddy Krueger, that child murderer's territory. Yeah. Not the miner from. <laughs> let's wrap this up Uh, all right well so be sure to watch that next week for for the next week and we will uh be back to talk about that hopefully you've enjoyed the other episodes that we've done uh if you want uh, we greatly greatly appreciate if you leave a review for us on apple podcast or leave a review on uh spotify if you leave us a review uh write some stuff out about what, what you like about the show if you have a request for us to cover we would love to do that you can follow me on twitter over at gavin horror you can also follow me on youtube at gavin loves horror and brent Plug your stuff. Brentcomedy.com is my website. I also do another podcast called The Field Trip with Brent Terhune. Gavin's been on a bunch of episodes. Um, and I, I'm on all the social media stuff. And when you do a review for They're Coming to Get You, what, two two movies this season? Or, yeah, two or requests from people that wrote in and left a review. And, hey, could you guys maybe cover this? So we yes. we watch and we listen to to you guys. So yeah, so it's a it's know. a conversation. Absolutely, they're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 